It's another night at the Fireside Pub. Grab a seat, open a tab, and join us. switch off every episode during the intro yeah is that how you want to do it how does it feel jacob you've never done an intro before yeah i I mean i know i've done the intro remember when we would split off back when we did complete with dlc we would split off each episode on who did the news that's right that episode i would introduce i was never the news reader because i'm not i'm not good at reading things long form Mm -hmm. i need like the cliff notes version in my own words to really sort of get it down as it is, like video game journalists, they really think highly of themselves. So they use big vocabulary. <laughs> they do. They got the biggest words. <laughs> the biggest, the best words. Exactly. Uh, how you been, Brad? Uh, not bad. I just want to say our little recording setup we have here is kind of weird because I have to shift my sitting position because the bar of the microphone covers yeah. your eyes. I have to look like above the bar. Like I can get the bar or like the, the edge of the fucking boom arm is covering your left eye. And your right eye is in the middle of the <laughs> Yeah, so we can only half see each other as we're sitting, like, six feet away. Yeah. We're yeah. socially distanced, by the way. This is a very safe recording space. I wasn't even planning it that way, because I just don't care anymore. <laughs> uh, I come into contact with so many people at work that I just realized that, like, you know, if I haven't already had it, I'm going to get it. It's one of those things where, like, we have very high contact jobs. Yeah. So, like, and the amount of people that don't care at this point is astonishing. It just goes up more and more every day. Yeah. Well, I, being in mass, I think we are at a slight disadvantage because we were top five in the country for cases for a while. Um, now we're doing pretty good. Now we're, See, that's the problem. Is now we're doing pretty good. So people are all like, we're safe. We're solved. The yeah. coronavirus, never heard of it. Get it out of Crack here. Crack open a beer and just start exactly. chugging it. Labor Day, my favorite holiday all of a sudden. Yeah, Labor Day was weird because I didn't... You know, isn't Labor Day meant to celebrate people who have to work or something like that? Like, I what actually is the, don't know the, the purpose of Labor I Day. I could Google the point of Labor Day, but I just don't care at the same time. It's just, it. I feel like we owe it to our ancestors. It used to be like a day off day for me. But now, like, I didn't get the day off this year. Uh, at my job, I barely ever get days off, like, for holidays. Like, mm-hmm. I had to request them off. Of it. Like, I took the fourth off uh, just because, you know, wanted to celebrate America. And by that, I mean day drink. Yeah, I, it's our American pastime. Exactly. So I, but then I worked yesterday, but I worked, like, an eight-hour shift at time and a half. Not a bad deal. Not a bad deal I at all. I did the same thing, actually. Yeah. And then I also get holiday pay on top of that. Yeah, I don't. I don't get any holiday pay on top of it. I only get the time and a half. Plus, I got plus I got time and a half on Sunday too. So my check next week is gonna be real nice. Hey, maybe so you that'll were be right. the, maybe that'll thing to get me to buy the Roadcaster Pro. <laughs> you and that damn piece of machinery. I want it so bad so I can have a soundboard. You just like to hit buttons and have sounds come out. Well, that's the thing is, you know, I just want something that could be fun for fun bits. You know? you're, you're all about your bits. I I I have a virtual soundboard on my computer mm-hmm. that I could easily use, but it's just not as fun. You know, it's not as fun as hitting a big button that'll have like a I had the clip come out. Go on a diet, you fat bitch. You know, <laughs> something like that. Uh, if there's one thing that we're not complete without, it's our bits. Yeah, exactly. Bits bits are the thing that make it most fun. Speaking of bits, breaking news because we talked about it last week. There's kind of pricing out for the new next-gen consoles. Yeah, we got a very um, lukewarm entry into that like little space. Well, well, so that all came about because it leaked. Like Windows Central put up like a story last night where like it leaked, and then 
Xbox tweeted at like three in the morning the price of the Series S and not the Series X. But yeah, since it was the same as the leak, I think we have the confirmed price of the Series X, four ninety nine. Maybe they're I not mean, they're not putting their dick on the table yet. Although I wonder if like maybe they're holding off. They want to see like if because the prices are kind of out there, Sony announces it, then the official announcement comes out, and they're like. Yeah, I think maybe they're trying to just gauge Sony's reaction, right? Like, they gave out the pricing for the Series S, which is a damn good price for what you're getting in that box. It's a slightly more powerful 1X, basically. Yeah, you're it's like, not like anything crazy. No, I, I just don't I don't understand the point of the Series S, but anyway, continue your point. <laughs> we, we, can, we can discuss the values of right. small form factor boxes in a second. Um, but I think... I don't know. Like that, that's, a, that's a price point that is attractive to the non-gamer consumer. Right, because Timmy puts on his Christmas list that he wants an Xbox. Grandma goes to Walmart. She's gonna look at one, whatever one says Xbox on it, and whatever one's the cheapest. The guy mm. at the counter is gonna say, "Well, this is the newest one. This is the cheapest one we had." And they're gonna point to the S. For three hundred bucks, that's a Christmas gift, right? right? You know, they're not gonna spend five, six, seven hundred bucks on a Christmas gift for little Timmy. Because I'm sorry, we don't love you that much. <laughs> but we don't care about exactly. You. And honestly, Timmy's kind of a dick, but. It's just one of just those things. Just playing Fortnite all day. <laughs> it's just one of those things where like three hundred bucks is a really solid price point for that piece of machinery. Like that, at least in my opinion, not necessarily for what you're getting, but just because it's an attractive price point for people who maybe don't game that much. There were also some spec leaks on it. It yeah, does it 1440p at 120 frames per second, yeah. and it has ray tracing support. Remains to be seen, I guess, how the performance is for ray tracing without the extra horsepower of the. Series X, but I don't know. I, I just, it's so weird to me. I guess it makes sense if you think about maybe someone who still has a launch Xbox One yeah, and wanted a One X but didn't want to pay that initial $500 price tag that it came out at. Mm-hmm. And even then, maybe the 400 was still a bit much for them. So now they're at that point where they're like, yeah, this thing's 300 bucks. It's basically a One X, but slightly better. And I can play all the newer games that are going to come out on it. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, you got to remember, we're living in a, you know, I don't want to say a post-COVID world because we're still dealing with it, but paychecks, they got to stretch farther these days. Yeah. Right? you got to be a little more careful with how you spend your money. Even that $200 price drop is significant for a lot of people. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely going to be probably, it, it really might be like the highest selling Xbox. That wouldn't surprise me. If they're smart and they bundle it with Game Pass, they have a super strong marketing push with this, right? Well, they're doing apparently like a payment plan thing. Like, Remember they did that with the oh, one? Yeah, they never really advertised that, which was yeah. weird because it was a thing that you could do, but you had to ask about it. And it was part of the leak, but you apparently it's like 25 a month mm-hmm. and you get Game Pass Ultimate with it too, which includes like Xbox Live and right. I mean, whoever's running passes. marketing at Xbox right now is doing a damn good job They're because smart. they can now push the headline, get into next gen gaming for 25 bucks a month. Yeah. Right. Which is an attractive. And Sony's headline. not going to do that. No, God, no. Sony has one, no reason to do it. And two, I don't really think they have the catalog to do it. Like Game Pass, at least in my opinion, pushes past anything that Sony offers in a similar space. Right? Yeah. Because the closest thing they have is PS Now, which is like part Game Pass, part streaming service. Yeah, so it's in this weird, like, little gray area. And honestly, I've never really used PS Now and been happy with the experience, as weird as that sounds. But, like, I've never had... At least with the streaming aspect. I've never used it in, like, its Game Pass form where it has some PS4 games on it. Right. It's one of those things, like, Game Pass is, like, universally loved amongst 
like consumers. Like, it's the best value in gaming right now. Pretty much. And it, what's weird is you know it's a, an agreed upon fact when every aspect of the gaming community agrees on something. Because we never agree on anything. But the fact that, you know, PS4 users, Xbox users, even PC users are like, yeah, damn, it's a good deal. Like, it's yeah. five bucks a month and you get the whole damn library. It's so funny how much I argue with my friends about joining Game Pass. Like, <laughs> my friends are the type of people who hate, like, different launchers that aren't Steam. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll bite the bullet if it's like a certain like we've been playing a lot of Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two in this house lately. I but it's really good. It's very good. It's they did a very good job with it. But it's Epic exclusive right now. Right. So you can't buy it on anything other than the Epic Store right now. And so one of my friends who like me is a huge Tony Hawk fan, he bit the bullet and used Epic. But like he usually wouldn't. And so like he bought the Master Chief collection on the Steam Summer Sale and I went why would you not just spend $5 a month for Game Pass for PC? Right. Like, you can just play that game and only spend $5 and you spent 30 on... Which, 30 for the Master Chief Collection is not a bad deal. No, it's five games. Uh, is it? Halo 1 through 4 plus Reach? Yeah. And ODST, I guess, technically. So it's six games. Yeah, six games. Hmm, look at that. Didn't even realize that. But, uh, yeah. No, yeah. 30 bucks for that is a pretty good deal. Uh, better than the Mario 3D All-Stars collection. Uh, I love Nintendo to death. They're we won't talk about video games this whole episode, I just want to say, like for people <laughs> listening and tuning out because they're like, I don't care about the video game talk. But I know, we've radicalized our fan base already. We've spent yeah. most of episode one talking about you know politics, politics and uh, freaking viruses. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe we should just disclaimer, uh, what is that, 15 minutes into this episode? Nine minutes. Nine minutes. Um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to jump around a bit, and so it's not all going to be video games. It's not all going to be politics. Just, yeah. No. I got some stuff to talk about. So, so oh, I think. See, something you guys don't know about Jacob Griffin yet, but you will learn as I have. When he says that, it's it's always going to be an interesting conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how interesting it's going to be, but I just have some stuff to talk about. Okay. Well, I mean. But anyway, I love how I almost respect how much Nintendo can do the bare minimum, and people are still excited about it. That's that's what sucks is that I'm still excited about it. Like I'm I don't not I don't want to be. Thing. I don't want to buy it either, but I might. The thing is, though, with that is I'm like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, this is literally a collection for people who don't know how to emulate games. I mean, basically. Well, I mean, Nintendo knows their fan base, right? Mm. Like, kids aren't really going to emulate. Like, well, I mean, once you get to like 13, 14 and, you know, they start getting wise to the ways of, you know, the Internet. Right. They're going to emulate literally anything they can get their hands on. But until then, they kind of got them. Right. And even someone like me who, like, doesn't necessarily want to emulate anything. I just don't really care enough to do so my thing is it with it is like you can emulate all three of those games probably at a higher resolution than the switch is going to have it at and probably with better custom controls because i don't first of all i have no clue what they're going to do with galaxy i have no clue how that's going to work Ooh, that's a good point um but also it's like all those games it's just them in their original forms pretty much other than like you know up a little bit and I mean, Mario 64 is just literally Mario 64. Like, they did nothing to Mario yeah, 64. I mean, they've made that game, like, three t- different times at this point. There was the original. They put it on the DS. Yeah, it was a DS think, launch game. I think they put it on the 3DS again. No. Um, or was I it just the, so. the port of the, the DS? They one? might have had Virtual Console. That might be what I'm thinking of. I can't remember if they had N64 Virtual Console on the DS, though. My whole problem with the thing is, like, what's with this Disney Vault bullshit? Like, why is it, oh, we're only going to sell it for however long they said they were going to sell it for, a couple of months or whatever. Because they Nintendo knows their audience. They know they'll buy it yeah and even then like is this just an excuse so that you can sell the bundle 
and make it look like a good deal so that later down the line you can split those three games up and sell them individually. Because that's, they're, yeah, they're 100% going to do that. That's what they're going to do. Which annoys the hell out of me. Like, I don't care that you're never going to improve your games. I don't care that you do the bare minimum in terms of software innovation. That doesn't bother me at all because, honestly, what you have is fun enough. I'll play those games till I die. Like, they're, they're right. fun. But uh, that, Don't get me wrong. They're two really good games in Sunshine. <laughs> But like, I love your little uh, spat with Sunshine. It's got the worst camera, and you know what's so weird is like they had a really good camera in Super Mario sixty four, and then they were just like, "Hey, we have a second analog stick. Let's fuck it up." <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like two really good games in Sunshine, and it's they can put those games out, and sixty dollars for all three of those games is a good value. Yep, because it's three, sorry, two really good games. And sunshine. But, like, I don't... When I look at things like Tony Hawk 1 and 2, mm-hmm. or the Destroy All Humans remake that just recently came out, or... Oh, I forgot about that. Any number of games where they've remade it, mm-hmm. or, like, RE2, for example, right? right? I look at these companies that are out here taking old games that people like, repackaging them in a new way. Like, why not do that? Why not do 64 in the Odyssey engine? Because they don't have a reason to. They don't have a reason to, and but it, they should. They should, but see, that's where Nintendo And we differs. should hold Nintendo to the standard we hold other companies to, is my point. We always give Nintendo this little bump that I don't know why we do. And don't get me wrong, I love Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I love a lot of their games. Mario Odyssey is one of my favorite games of all time. That That has jumped to the top of my favorite 3D Mario. But, like... We really need to, like, finally call Nintendo on their shit sometimes. Because we, we just keep letting them get away with it. See, I don't know that I agree with that. Only because I don't, I'm not mad that they're not innovating their software side. Because they do so much with the hardware. No, they don't. Nintendo, for... The only thing that is interesting about the Switch hardware-wise is that it can play technically console-quality games in a handheld format. Right. Outside of that... I'm talking about it's like it's just a shit like box design for a console and like you can barely like I look back at like some of the ports we've gotten on that thing like WWE oh. more than two wrestlers in the ring that game is single digit frames are you kidding me It's rough it's rough I mean I'm not going to argue that it's the best performing box in the world or that like it it's even the best design but throughout the entire range of Nintendo consoles both handheld and home console They've done more innovation than Xbox and Sony combined. Sure. If you want to look at it like that, yes, they have done different things for each box. Each like, box has its own little gimmick to it. They have they single-handedly defined the handheld market for 20 years. Over 20 years. Uh, buddy, the Game Gear. Yeah. Okay, the Game Gear. The let, Sega let me, Game Gear. Let me bust you out could, my six packs of batteries so I can play for an hour. You could AV that out to a TV. So really, they did the Switch before the Switch. <laughs> so think about that one, Bradley. It's just one of those things where, like, I'm willing to let their software slide as long as they continue to push hardware in a way that isn't being pushed yet. Right? Because their, their handhelds have always been the best. Their consoles have always been a little weird, but have done something I really enjoyed. The exception being the GameCube. I don't know why you put a handle on that thing. The the whole gimmick of the in GameCube reality, was in reality that was square. the first on the go con on the go console. Really, like that was it. You had your game in a little briefcase. I felt like a businessman as a six year old. It was great. I'll be honest with you. The GameCube is the best console that Nintendo ever made. I am almost tempted to agree. I really like the Wii, but the GameCube is better. 
Yeah. The thing is, the Wii's gimmick wore thin after, like, a week. Yeah, that's true. Although, I mean, when... For the Wii, my whole thing was I got to play some Dragon Ball games on the Wii. And being the giant nerd that I am, it made my six-year-old child very happy to be able to do the Kamehameha motion and actually do a Kamehameha. Like, listen, I'm not going to say that I didn't play Star Wars The Force Unleashed on that and have a great time because right? I was swinging a lightsaber. See, but... that's why we give Nintendo the slide is because they make us feel like kids again. Right, I guess. Like, I could do that now as a 23-year-old individual. I'm going to feel like I'm seven. Well, have I got the system for you? It's called the Xbox 360, and they have Dragon Ball Connect. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's talk about bad hardware, the Connect. Oh, my God, that's another... You know what's funny is, like, every single time, like, I think about these dumb gimmick consoles, I go... Yeah, but it's fun when I can swing a lightsaber around. Which is... Like, Star Wars Connect, bad game. But swinging a lightsaber around is fun. And pretending like I'm a Jedi and doing the little force push, that's fun. Dude, my small, smooth monkey brain is all about it. Like, I love it. It's it's the simple things. Exactly. I can dance with Han Solo. (laughs) Really, I mean, who doesn't want to do that? True. You know what I love is that you know that someone in that studio was just making a regular Star Wars game, and then someone came in and went, guys, Just Dance, the biggest game on the planet. Yeah. Let's do that, but with Star Wars. And, And you know somebody there was probably like, that's probably not a great idea. Yeah. There was like half the development team went, eh, do we have to? And they were like, Jim, get Jason Derulo on the phone. <laughs> we're licensing that song, but making it about Han Solo. <sighs> I love when people with money have terrible ideas. Yeah. But I mean, well, we're going to have to wait and see. You know, I'm glad that we finally dipped our toe into the water of pricing. It's gonna, I, well, like, they don't have much time left. They have to announce something soon. Yeah. Right? Both Sony and Microsoft. Those consoles are supposed to be out in two months. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Like. If you want people to start saving for Christmas... They're almost doing the Apple thing. Dude. Of, like, not announcing it until, like, two weeks before it comes out, and yeah. then just... Then pre-orders are up, and then you can't get a phone for, like, a month and if a half. If there's a company you don't want to model your announcements after, it's Apple. What are you talking about? I, do, I don't like the way Apple does their announcements. Both the way that they price their products and the way that they wait two weeks before they come out to actually announce anything. See, I don't, I don't like their pricing of their products, obviously. Because it's ridiculously overpriced for a fucking phone. Yeah. A phone costs about as much as one of their laptops. Dude, I'm buying a phone now, and I'm like, gee, I, I've... What are I've you buying? Con- I don't know yet. Why don't you just wait for the 12? See, because I don't give a damn about the 12. I'm saying, though, it's just like it's coming soon. You might as well just wait and get the 12. I guess, but... That's what I'm doing. Because, like, that's the thing. is like a month ago, I wanted a new phone. Mm-hmm. I was like, I get the 11 Pro Max, and I'm like, but iPhones usually come out in September anyway. Or, you know, I figured it would be a little delayed this year because of Corona. Right. But I was like, you know, and it, this was like the beginning of August I thought about this. I was like, fuck it. I'll just wait. Is there any value in me waiting for a 12 when I literally don't use my phone for anything? I'm getting a new phone because basically mine is now getting to the point where it, it's starting to not function. Right. Which is my, my key to like, hey, get a new phone. That's pretty much where I'm at. So. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I have the 8 plus. Oh, you're better than me. I think I have a 7. Yeah, you have the 7. But like I have the 8 plus. So I'm only one generation ahead of you, but it's getting to the point where, like, my battery is dying faster. Yep. And, like, I'm just, you know, I'm, it's becoming less and less functional by the day as they keep releasing iOS updates. Yeah. It keeps getting less and less functional. So I really, I just want a new phone. And I'm, I use my phone more than you do. Yeah. But even then, I'm not on the thing all day. But I, I'm, I'm also in my head, I'm like, it's going to be the same price as the 11 is now. Mm. Like, even if I just went and bought an 11 now. I'm still going to pay the same price as I would if I waited a couple weeks and just got the 12. Yeah, I mean, my whole thing is, like, I pay for my phone plan. I pay monthly. I'm not on a contract or anything. 
Oh, you're not on. You pay outright for the phones. Yeah, like the the phones I I have I own, and then the 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 actual cell phone plan I pay. I'm, I'm prepaid. I pay monthly. Oh, so I'm not see, locked I, into a contract or anything. I I well, I'm not even technically locked into a contract. Mm-hmm. Like with my phone, I have like a thing on my plan where every six months I could technically upgrade my phone if I wanted to. Right. Because I think that they realize that people like to get the new iPhones. But I'm like you, where I'm just like, I'm going to wait till my phone is literally about to catch on fire <laughs> before I get a new one. Although I used to be like that back in the day where I like needed the newest phone. Every yeah, because it was cool to have the new stuff. Right. Know? But now I'm like, that new stuff costs money. And uh, yeah. I like money. Yeah, that's the thing. I guess that's where I'm at is now I'm actually paying for my own stuff. So Yeah. So that's where I'm kind of at. But at the only reason point. I want to upgrade is because like my bill is coming up in like a week. Right, and I don't want to have to wait an- another billing cycle on my current phone plan because I'm honestly paying way too much for what I'm getting. I just like I've it's I have other expenses. I just haven't gotten around to like shrinking it down. My service is only like fifty bucks a month, and I get unlimited everything. Bro, T-Mobile might be the move. Honestly, T-Mobile is the move because I'm on T-Mobile. Bad. I get good service, and I pay like fifty bucks, and I have unlimited. Are you everything. on your own plan, or you have a, a? No, I'm on a family plan. Yeah, see, that's where just you save the money. That's where you save the money. Yeah, because yeah. like I'm on my own plan, and like the cheapest I'm gonna get is uh, I think it was AT and T, and they're like sixty five a month. That's not bad. It's not terrible. I mean, it's a hell of a lot cheaper than what I'm paying now. Yeah, but then you add like the thirty dollars a month that it's gonna be for that phone on there, and it's like already up to like a hundred a month, which still is not technically bad. Yeah, I mean. The phone, I was honestly just going to get a plain old 11 because, like, I don't care. I just, I need a phone that functions and it's going to last me as long as this one lasts me, which is all I need. See, I'm an idiot, and whenever I see that line of phones, I go, I want the best one. <laughs> I have to try really hard not to do that because I do that comparative pricing thing where I'm like, well, I can pay 11 bucks a month and just get the base 11, but it's only 14 if I do this. And then if I'm going to pay 14, I might as well just pay 18 and get this. Yeah. And then you get up to like $45 a month and you're like, well, you know, that's the best one. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at though, is I'm like, I'm just like the base model 12 pro max is going to have 128 gigs of memory. Like mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm just going to get that one. It's, I don't know. Now that I'm buying a phone and like going through phone plans, I have context for how much all my friends were paying. Throughout, like, you know, high school and college. Uh, and it was zero dollars. Well, yeah, they weren't paying. How much money they should have been paying. Let me rephrase. Yeah, how much money your parents were paying. Because, like, I would see, and, like, the new, fo- the new you know, the 9 would come out or whatever. And, like, they would have it. And I'm I like, don't know oh. they ever had an iPhone 9. No, they no, had the 8 and then the they, 10. Yeah, that's right. They did skip the 9. I wonder why that is. Well, they skipped the 2, technically, as well. Did they? Or actually, no, I think they skipped 1. Because the, I- the iPhone 1 was just called the iPhone 2G. And then they did the iPhone 3G, and then 3GS was, like, the middle phone generation, and then they went to 4. So I there's no iPhone 1. I guess not. See, another reason I don't like Apple. Can't name a damn thing. And you no. know what's funny, though, was everyone was calling the 10 the X, and they were like, no, it's iPhone 10. I'm like, well, then put a fucking number there. Yeah. Every other generation, you've put a number, and now you're just like, Roman numerals, bitch. Yeah, you want to change it up on me? Well, that's what you get. Yeah. But, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking, uh, maybe I'll wait for the 12, but, you know. I think you'd be smarter to just wait for the 12. Do we have any idea when that's announced? Is it, or is it still just September? Well, the, the rumors are we'll probably get an announcement by end of September, early October, they'll be out. I don't want to have to wait another month, month and a half. Because, like, they're going to announce it. And I mean, if you're that impatient, Brad, then just get the 11. Like, I, I don't know. You know me. I'm an impatient man. Right. I'm, so, am I, honestly, like, every as as every day drags on, I go, I should just go to the T-Mobile store and just buy the 11 Pro Max. But I'm also, like, at the same time, 
So yeah, I mean, if you're willing to go like the Pro Max, I like for you that makes sense to to get to wait for the 12, right? Because like that, at least I just like the bigger phones too. That's my thing. I I have man-sized hands, so I like the bigger phones. They're more comfortable for you. Yeah, exactly. They don't fit in my damn pockets. And also, I like the idea of the back of my phone looking like a fucking stove top. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Phones are the, the one area of technology where I'm the weakest, I'll be honest. I've never cared about phones. I've never looked into them. I've never used them for anything. I started to weirdly care about phones a lot in high school. I don't know why. Well, I mean, I feel like that was kind of the culture we were in. Because we went to the same high school. Like we were in the Right, same but I cared about it even more than most people did. Like, most people just went, oh, it has an Apple logo on it? That's my phone. That's like, I, true back enough. in the day, I used to be an Android asshole. Where I was like, nope, I gotta have the best Android phone. I gotta have the Galaxy Pros and the fucking Notes or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I had to have the best Galaxy phone. Like, that's the kind of asshole I was back in the day. And now I'm just like, you know what? iPhones are way better. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I've i gone back and forth. Um, I don't have any preference to one or the other. But honestly, at this point, I am... See, this is how Apple gets you. Is that I'm ingrained enough in their ecosystem that I could change over back to Android. But it'd be a pain in the ass. Right. And I don't want to have to deal with that hassle. So unless Android is like, hey, here's a great deal, way better than anything Apple's ever going to offer you. And it's like $500 cheaper. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, you need to, like, give me, like, a... This phone is 10 years ahead of technology that Apple's at, yeah. and also it's $500 cheaper. That's how you get me. Yeah. But as it is, like, they're pretty much parody at this point. There's some... Obviously, like, the openness of Android is nicer. Yeah, I, I mean, they have, their, they, they have different benefits to Apple. But iMessage, so good. Yeah, between iMessage and a lot of the cloud syncing stuff that they have, like, Apple, it's clear that they put all their work into their ecosystem and not into their technology. Because mm. I've, I've been feeling for a while now that Apple tech has been going, maybe not downhill, but it's slowed its ascent, so to speak. Like, the, am the amount they've gained in terms of technology, like, advancement mm -hmm. is not as high as it could be, I right. think. Um, no, Apple can, Apple can kind of coast at this point. They're the Nintendo of computer world. Apple is the Nintendo of the computer world. That's like, a they can just coast. Point. Yeah. And so, the th and like, I remember how crazy it was that, like, I... When I got that Mac that mm -hmm. is now completely bricked and does not work, still have not figured out a way to fix that yet. Might have to just take a trip to the Apple Store one day. Yeah, fix this, please. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's happening. Please fix this. <laughs> um, it's, it's, uh, it was kind of cool that I had all my saved passwords for my phone on it. Yeah, and I could just sign into things. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where like I feel like I should be obligated to be more into phones because that just seems like something like I technology yeah and i'm i try to be technologically literate like i try to keep even if it's something i'm not interested in i try to like at least keep a passing knowledge right but phones are a total blank spot for me mm. you can list off specs of a phone and like i'm essentially a 60 year old grandma i'm like i got no idea what you're talking about man yeah i, I don't know about anything really with the processors i, I like I, I understand that there's snapdragon processors and shit like that you know what i mean that like and then nvidia's getting into phones maybe or yeah I know ROG, or I guess that's ASUS who does ROG, right? Republic yeah. of Game. Yeah, they they have a phone. Really? I hadn't heard the that. The ROG phone, which seems to have an emphasis on the fact that it has, like, a gaming, like, graphics card for phones or something like that. Yeah, that makes sense for ROG. Right, so, I'm, but even then, I'm not a big phone gamer. Like, I, the most I play is I'm a, I'm a fucking wine mom, and I love Candy Crush Saga. It's my favorite toilet game. Oh, my God. I don't think I've ever played it. Oh, my God. I've gone long enough now where I'm just like, I don't need to. Hey, Brad, do you like Bejeweled? 
Uh, yeah, it was okay. It's like that, but with candy and objectives. Okay, I, you lost me with the objectives part, but oh, I'll... <laughs> I love... The objectives part is what gets me, because the thing is, like, Bejeweled is fun. Right. You know, but, like, the objective part, that's where, you re- that's where it really gets me. Because it's like, clear out all this bubble gum, and I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, God. What was that thing you wanted to talk about before we get too far off, you know? I forget that you even mentioned it. I don't know what I'm doing with my life, Brad. <laughs> I'm at a point where I feel... Okay, I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh at that, but that was not where I was expecting that question to go. I thought it was going to be like, Chadwick Boseman died. I don't know how I feel about it. I thought it was going to be something surface level. I do I do not know how to feel about Chadwick Boseman dying. It has been kind of interesting to see the almost... I don't know what the right... I want to say deitization but that is, that's not a word is it like like a deity yeah he he's but, become know, something of a, of a martyr they've lifted him up as like a god of and like Chad Bowen was a great actor yep I get that like you know he was a big you know like inspiration especially to like young black kids out there because like they had their superhero finally yeah. with Black Panther but like it's almost been weird to just like I, I I think about all the times I've had a conversation about Chadwick Boseman when he was alive, and now and it's barely any. And now that he's dead, everyone's talking about Chadwick Boseman. And don't get me wrong, he deserves. He's a great actor. Yep. He's great in the things I've seen him in. And it sucks. That's a weird, like tragic thing to happen. I think it's one of those things is where like part of it is yes, he's been turned into something of a martyr, um, but the other part of it is like his story is. Like incredible, no. the dude filmed what five, six movies, something like like and and three of them being the biggest movies of all time. Yeah, while he in between chemo treatments. Yeah, like and he's still visiting sick kids in the hospital in their own cancer treatments while he's doing his own. It's it's I, sad. I pull a muscle in my arm and I think about calling out of work that day. That's funny. Like, I, I wake up with a slight cough and I go, should I go into work? Exactly. Like, to, to do what he did is damn near superhuman. Right. Like, I don't know how you have that kind of drive or motivation as, as an individual to yeah. believe that strongly in what you're doing. And, and believe me, I'm not going to argue with any of that. I just think it's been really interesting. It almost feels like when you're in high school and a kid dies and everyone now suddenly is that kid's best friend. Which is funny because... It, uh, that happened to us. Yeah, that happened to us, which was funny because he was actually one of my best friends, and it was really weird. Right, but because you actually knew him, though, but yeah. it was so funny to see all the people in school who... And I'll be honest with you, Brad, and this is not to sound like a dick or anything, <laughs> I didn't know who the fuck that kid was until he died. Yep. I had never met him in my entire life, so I wasn't going to act like I was his best fucking friend. But then there's so many people out there selling the wristbands, oh, and then wearing the wristbands, wristbands to graduation and going, this is for you. Oh, we're doing this together. And I'm like, you probably said four words to him all four years yeah. of high school that we went together. Well, the funny part was, is like, I know he didn't like you. So right. like, <laughs> that's what's even better about it. Yeah. Like he couldn't stand your ass and you're over here wearing your bracelets, you know, taking group photos. Like, come on, and, man. And so then to transmit that to Chadwick Boseman, it's so funny to see all the Wakanda forever is going on. It's like, you know, he hated fucking doing Wakanda forever after he did them. He looked miserable every time he had to do it on the red carpet or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those things where like, it's rough. It sucks that, that, that that's the way that had to go down. That Like that's the legacy that he left. Mm. It's a strong one, but he, to think about what he could have done with yeah. another 30, 40 years in his life. See, I almost wonder if it's going to be the 
the Kurt Cobain theory that I have. Oh, you think? I have a Kurt Cobain theory that everyone looks back on Nirvana now, like it's the, one of the greatest bands of all time. Right. But I almost w- wonder what would have happened had Kurt Cobain not, and let me put this in air quotes, killed himself. It was Courtney Love. She did it. <laughs> uh, Allegedly. I have to say that for legal purposes. Of course. But Hold on, I hear a knock at the door. <laughs> the Courtney Love legal team knocking down the door? Yeah. Um, like, would Nirvana, if they had started at least shitty albums, would they be as well-remembered as they are now? You know what I mean? Yeah. I and how that would change music history almost, too. The Foo Fighters would never have happened because Dave Grohl would have stayed drummer in Nirvana. Yeah, it's the thing is, like, would Heath Ledger's Joker be considered one of the greatest Superman, or not super, uh, superhero villains of all time? I mean, yes, it wasn't because it's a great performance. Agreed. But, but would he be to the level that he is if he, had he not passed away? Yeah, it does get this sort of, let's just make this a word, even if it's not, this deitization. It might be deification, but Deification? Yeah. I think that's the Is word. that the actual word? I think, I think so. It gets this deification. No, that doesn't sound right. Because it's a deity. Yeah, to, to deify. I don't know if deify... Deify is not a, wor- a verb, I don't think. So, I don't know. I'm not an English major, I'll be honest. I want it to be, but, you know, it's... Let's just say put up on a pedestal. That's easy. <laughs> it wouldn't get put up on a pedestal the way it is if he hadn't have died because he played the Joker. You know what I mean? Maybe if Heath, Le- maybe if Jared Leto had died, we would love Suicide Squad. Who knows? Maybe, maybe that's a really awful thing to say, <laughs> isn't it? Yes, that's a terrible thing to say, and I feel like I should formally apologize to Jared Leto. The man didn't even know what coronavirus was. <laughs> he came from like a six-day retreat and went, "What's going on in the world?" Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I just don't know what I'm doing in my life. I feel like I'm coasting. I feel like I'm Nintendo a little bit. I'm coasting. And I'm, everything's going to come back to Nintendo today. It all comes back to Nintendo. But I feel like I'm coasting, and I feel like I'm not really gaining anything in life. This podcast is my only creative outlet in the world. Okay. And the thing is, is like I want to create more things, but I'm just... Number one, I don't have time. Okay. And number two, I'm just... I'm maybe a little bit lazy. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm a little lazy. I wish I could be better at... Time management and also, because <laughs> that's the thing is like I work, and then like you know I'll have days off or even if I have one or multiple in a row, mm-hmm. and I say to myself I should do these things. You know I should make a TikTok as stupid as that sounds. I should make a YouTube video. I should write something. You know, right. but then I just I get to the day after I'm at work and I'm like I just want to relax. I just want to be, mm-hmm. you know I just want to. Not think about anything. I want to listen to music. I want to listen to a podcast. I want to play a video game. Like, whatever my relaxation thing is. Right. And so then I, then all my creative endeavors just fall to the wayside. Okay. And I feel like I'm not bettering myself in any way. My love life is terrible. Oh, Jesus. It's, it's awful. And the thing is, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore with half of these conversations I have with women. Or, or even when I get involved, like, talking to someone more, and then it's just, like, most people don't want to go out on dates because of the pandemic. And then I'm like, well, now I'm just Reasonable. wasting my time yep. talking to people, or I'm talking to people who just don't have the time to do anything because they have other factors in their life. It's like, I just don't know what I'm doing. I don't... I feel like well, I'm a gonna... loser <laughs> to really put it all down onto paper. So to really put a... Put to a, put a pin in my thought process, I feel like a fucking loser. 
Well, I work at a supermarket, for Christ's sake. Okay, I feel like that's a little harsh to supermarket workers everywhere. Right, but at a certain point, you know, when you get old enough and you're working at a supermarket, you think to yourself, what life decisions did I make to get here? Or at least that's what I think. You know, I see these people who are like 40, 50 working in a supermarket. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not of, like, retirement age to where they're like, oh, this is, like, just a this fun is, money this is job. This spare money, yeah. Yeah, like a fun money job, whereas, like, some people, clearly that is that, because they have people who look like they're about to be on death's door who are working at the supermarket. But, like, yeah, the people who are, like, 40, 50, and they're still working in the supermarket, and I go, this was definitely a job that you have where you're like, this is two years tops, and then I find my thing, and now you're here, like, 20 years later, and it's like, I, I don't want to be that, Brad. Okay. And I feel like I'm moving down that path because I'm so goddamn lazy. Because <laughs> I'm a loser. Uh, well, I'm going to give you the, the best advice I can in that um, every human being who has ever lived and will ever live has felt more or less the same way insofar as they don't know what they're doing. None of us have any goddamn idea what we're doing. I think the thing that aggravates me more is that the people around me seem like they have their shit all figured out. That's the thing is they don't. Or they're just naturally good at things. I have one friend who literally, he could not be bad at a fucking thing if he tried. (laughs) I am sure if you dig in his closet deep enough, you'll find a skeleton. Oh, I'm sure. Everybody's like that. Remember we all thought Kevin Spacey was a good guy? (laughs) You know what I mean? Back in the olden times? Right. It's just one of those things where, like, people's... This is why I feel like I'm, I'm very happy to not have any kind of social media and a very limited social circle. Is because not only do I not care how other people are, are doing with their lives, as, as messed up as that sounds, like I've got my own shit to worry about. See, I'm not even thinking about it from the social media aspect of it. Because no, I, I understand everyone puts out their best selves on social media, even myself. I mean, don't get me wrong, I get in my sad boy moods and I tweet depressing shit sometimes. <laughs> but, well, like, that, that factors into it. Like, even if you're consciously aware that you're only seeing the best side of the barn, so to speak. Right, like you're you're seeing a crafted picture of that person's life, that still impacts how you view things. Mm. Like whether it be subconsciously, like you can you can try and negate that a little bit, but that's still because now you start comparing the best view of their life to the best view of yours, right? If I did my best and put my best self out there, is it going to look like that? Am I gonna can can I compete with that? Am am I doing as well as these guys are doing? Like, it it, it adds up. It factors into everything. So it's one of those things where, like, I, you, you need to kind of, like, reel back a little bit, be comfortable with the fact that you don't know what you're doing, because eventually you're going to be... You're, I'm not going to say you're, eventually you're going to find out what you're doing, because I don't think that's something you can ever do. You can get comfortable, but you're never going to... I don't think you ever get to a point in your life where you're like, I have everything solved. I've figured out life. I'm good. That's not a thing you can reach. See, I always wonder if I'm just too comfortable with the life I'm living. And that's the problem is I don't want to get stuck in that rut. Maybe that day in day out rut. As much as I said the other day when we were talking that I would love some structure in my life, like a schedule, (laughs) like being stuck in a rut is my biggest fucking fear. Cause I don't want to look back 20 years from now and go, why am I still doing what I'm doing? You know? Sure. I would like to find something that I enjoy doing. Everyone wants to feel like they have some form of forward progress because it, it's, it feels, that's what feels natural to us, right, as people. Right. We, we all feel like we should be moving upwards. It doesn't have to be fast. It doesn't have to be significant, but we need to feel that we're, we're going somewhere, that we do. It's like, I'm going to liken this back to Star Wars, right? Perfect. It's like, it's like Luke on the planet. Why does he want to go on that adventure? 
right? It's it's not because he's sick of being a fucking moisture. Farmer. That's the thing. Is like it's not because he just has this grandiose idea of he wants to save the princess or he wants to do this. Is he wants to go somewhere and do something? He wants to matter. He wants to 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 be somebody in the world, right? That's what everybody wants. And so right now you might be on the moisture farm. That's it. His friend Biggs is in the rebellion. Exactly. Or he, no, actually Biggs is in the Empire, isn't he? He said he joined the naval or the fleet or yeah, something. Yeah, the the. I so I would assume he would be in the. Although no, because he sees Biggs, doesn't he? Uh, on he, Yavin. Yeah, yeah, and in, in the little hangar, I think. Is his name Biggs? Am I just? Making... I think it's Biggs. That that sounds right to me, but I might be thinking of something else. Yeah, and you know, you look at Luke, and he's just this fucking dipshit farm boy <laughs> selling power converters down at Tashi Station. Right. And. Now, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that you need such a drastic change to your life as, you know, your only living family Should members. Should I join the military? <laughs> Is that what I'm learning from this? Uh, I, I, would, I would never say no to anybody wanting to join the armed services, but it's something I've never... I've I, never I don't have the physical do. ability. I have a bum knee. They wouldn't want me. It's, I could be a drone pilot, maybe, I guess. There we go. Um, but no, I mean, I, I feel like in... In a lot of ways, there just needs to be some kind of change, right? The the catalyst to all things is change. It's that that is that is what a catalyst is. Is a change in something. Maybe that's the thing is maybe I just don't have my motivation moment, you know. To Mot- go back to the Star Wars thing, the motivation moment is that Uncle Owen, Uncle Owen, and Aunt Bar- I always want to say Uncle Ben, because <laughs> I'm thinking of the rice. Yep. But also, I'm thinking of Ben Kenobi, but I know that that's not correct. So, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru get... Mer- I don't have my Uncle Owen, Aunt Beru. I don't have my Uncle Ben moment. True. True. My literal... Actually, yeah, that's why I'm also thinking of Uncle Ben. Spider-Man. Yep. <laughs> but yes, I don't I don't have my catalyst, and that's the thing. Is like, But I don't feel like I'm doing anything in my life to find my catalyst. That's the thing, is I find that... I'm not trying to make a catalyst happen, but I feel like there needs to be something that comes along into my life to motivate me to better myself in some way. And as it is right now, I'm comfortable at my station where I'm at. It, it, at least when I get out of my head. When I think about it logistically, I make enough money that I can live the lifestyle I want to live. Yep. And that's good for me right now. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like I don't see... I mean, I don't have a way to better my station in life that I'm really like seeking and or or a reason to better my station in life. Well, as much as I like the the catalyst and and the Star Wars thing that we were running with, there's a part of it that I disagree with, and that's the motivation bit. Motivation is overrated. I don't give a damn about motivation. It doesn't do anything for anybody. Motivation gets you 15 minutes into your 2-hour long journey. That's it. I don't give a damn if I have motivation to do something. You you have to at some point say, I don't want to do this. I don't know who said I don't know who said this, but there there was somebody who said, being a professional is doing the things you love to do on the days you really don't want to do them. Mm. I've, I, I I don't know who said that. There's I'm sure I could Google it, but to me that's that's what it is. It's one of those things where like being motivated is fine, and if that's what gets the ball rolling, it's fine. But it's only discipline that get that keeps the ball moving. Motivation is a jump start. You need a new battery. Right. Right. It's one of those things where however you decide that you want to improve that discipline is your own call. We everyone has a different way of of doing that. 
So you need to find something that works for you, that, that is something that you can reasonably achieve, and then continue to work on that. Like, for me, it's, I have, I have things that I try to do every single day. And I make sure that no matter how, how many hours I work, no matter what I did that day, no matter how tired I am, I always put at least two hours into it. Always. I don't care if I worked a 12-hour shift, and then I had to come home, and I had to do schoolwork, and I had to do this, and I had to do that, and I had to run errands. It could be 10 o'clock at night, and I've been up since 4 a.m. I have to put at least two hours in. And it's miserable. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like this is some great life-changing event. It's miserable, but it gets it gets me moving. It gets right. it gets me doing what I want to be doing. It's yeah. not great. It's not great progress. It's not significant progress, but it is enough forward momentum that I don't feel like I'm necessarily stalling. Yeah, maybe at a certain point, maybe I do just need to shit or get off the pot with things. That that that's what it came down to for me, right? Because I was in a very similar situation for a while, where I'm like, I I have a degree. What do I want to use it for? What am, what am I doing now? Am I getting a better degree? Am I going to be do, am I do this? Am I going to do that? I don't even have a degree. <laughs> well, it's one of those things where, like, there one, at some point, you either have, you you either you just need to run with the decision. In very much the same way as this this show started, I didn't. I made a little little cue in for the viewers here. I guess the, the listeners. Then we do have to wrap it up. We're getting a little long here. No, we're at like forty four minutes. Um, we're fine. I didn't want to do the show. Yeah, it I goes st- against all of Brad's nature. I still don't. To be honest, there's the, the entire 44 minutes of recording, the little voice in the back of my head has been screaming his head off saying, what are you doing? Stop talking. There's right. a microphone in front of your mouth. And it's just, it, it's, it goes against who I am. But at some point, you have to rip the Band-Aid off and just do it. I almost wish I could just mic you up and you didn't know. Yeah, that would probably be for the best, both for my psyche and for the content we'd produce. Right. And like you, and just like a year from now, we're like, yeah, we have the biggest podcast in the world. Like, enti- yeah, and know. I just didn't know about it. Because yeah. I don't have social media. I'd have no idea. Exactly. Um, but it's, yeah, it's one of those things where like, there are a few people in my life, you being one of them, who continually have me do things I really, really don't want to do. I'm trying to push you out of your comfort zone. And I don't like it. And you know what's weird is I'm more invested in your (laughs) progress in life than my own. It's Well, it's easier to point the finger than it is to look in the mirror. Right. It's the way it's always been. It's the way it always will be. In reality, I should just be a motivational speaker. I I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. I wouldn't wish that upon myself. Um, What would my motivational speaking be? Be like, hey, you know, even when you're in a bad situation, just roll with it you know when you're with a girl who will come to your house and do cocaine at three in the morning <laughs> just roll with it even if you've known each other for two days and she's already saying i love you just roll with it uh, yep yeah that's a very specific look into a uh, past couple months of mine <laughs> that i had and then died out really quickly and brad was happy about yeah yeah that would that was a um and then I got depressed about it, <laughs> like, which was so weird. Was I had the conversation with Brad about that whole situation that I basically just described to you in almost all the details you really need about it. More or less. More or less. There's some extra details that, need, that <laughs> I, should I, be added, but maybe we should keep that little veil of secrecy. Uh, yeah, I, I think we can spare them. But I was still weirdly depressed by how it all went down. Yeah, that was a stressful couple of weeks, I'll be honest. Because you were like... What the hell are you doing? Well, first you were like, what the hell are you doing? And then when it ended, I was sad and depressed. You were like, is he going to kill himself over this? Oh, God. It's like, it's one of those things where, like, you see something tumbling down a hill, and you got to get out in front of it, but you don't know how fast it's tumbling. And no matter how fast you run, you're not catching up to it. (laughs) 
I was I was depressed for longer than the relationship lasted. <laughs> yes, yes, you were. And I was drinking. I I went. I dipped in some light alcoholism for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. That there was a like I said, stressful couple of weeks. Yeah. It's nice to know that you care about me enough that you were stressed oh, out about God. it. It's one of those things where, like, I'd, I'd see I did, the phone. I did notice at that point you were really trying to make lunch happen. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, all right, I, before he makes another dumb decision, I need a check-in. Like, Right. And now there's just more dumb decisions being made, but yeah. less dumb than that. That's, all, that's my goal. I'm not looking for huge life-changing decisions. I'm looking for small upward progress. Right. <sighs> oh, Christ almighty. Life in retrospect is very funny to look at. Because we do things that we shouldn't do. One of my favorite things in the world is the human experience. It's why I, I've regretted, not really regretted, but I have sort of regretted not being an English major. Because part of me really wanted to be a teacher, and still does. When I'm 76 and don't want to stop working, I will eventually go to a college class and teach it to a teacher. And go to teaching degree and be a substitute. Yeah, exactly. And I'll, I'll teach a college course that nobody's really interested in, and the students all know they're just going to get an A. Yeah, you'll, you'll do one of those stupid classes like Intro to the Simpsons. <laughs> and you'll be like, here is the cultural and mythological significance of Ralph Wiggum. If I could do a cultural analysis of any media for a class, that would be a dream come true. What would be the media you'd choose? I would pick animation, 100%. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily pick a show. Right. I and, and I would pick shows from every, from every medium or from every uh, genre. From every genre and from every producer. I would right. look at United States. I would look at France. I would look at Spain, Japan, Korea. Like, the, there's so many different ways that you can express the story and express the human experience in terms of animation that I find endlessly fascinating. And it mirrors our own lives in a way that I feel is not only cathartic, but very useful. I think at this point in my life, I could teach a college-level course on the Friday the 13th franchise. I'll be honest. Based on some of the professors that I've had, you could teach a college-level course on almost anything. Probably. Because the standards are very low. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've had a couple of those teachers. Yes. <laughs> together in yes. the same class. And I remember I eventually just stopped going to class. And I remember you texted me in the morning, you coming to class today? And I went, no, I'll probably get as much out of just reading the book as I would if I you would You probably got more, I'll be probably. honest. <laughs> I probably did. You're probably right. Because it was honestly an hour and a half of me sitting at the desk going, Oh, Lord, they won't stop talking. Well, you remember half the time I went in the class, I just played Tetris. Yep, pretty much. Because we sat at computers, and then, like, it would start off as a normal class, and then a man that we call Kane Guy, who is probably a 15-year freshman at this point. God bless him. Keeps, kept coming in and just derailing every conversation. Yep. It would be something, so it was like an intro to game design class is what we were in. And then it would be like, that's very interesting you say that, because that reminds me of this one episode of Naruto Shippuden, <laughs> where like it just would go on for 45 minutes Aww. talking about this, and the teacher at the end had no clue what the fuck he was talking about, and would just go, yeah, and try to get it back on track, and he'd go, another interesting thing about that, <laughs> and just keep going. And she was the kind of professor where I, I really... She encouraged discussion, because technically it was supposed to be a discussion class. Yeah. Like, we were supposed to actually have discussions, so even... I hate discussion classes because it does just turn into bullshit like that where someone brings up something that has nothing to do with it, but you technically can't stop it as a teacher because it's meant to be a discussion class. Right. And so, yeah. She And she didn't have the uh, the control over that group of people. 
to be able to steer the discussion in a constructive way. I could tell, like, he had a way of um, not getting the hint, so to speak. <laughs> Anytime she would try to get him off any topic that wasn't relevant, he would listen for about four minutes and then go straight back into whatever he was talking about or, God forbid, a new topic and start all over again. Brad, you can say what you want to say. The man was mildly autistic. <laughs> I was not going to say that, actually. Um, <laughs> but I'm right. <laughs> I don't know that you are. The man had a wife. What does that have to do with anything? I'm just saying. What? There were so many elements of this man's life that made no sense. He seemed like he could have been 23 or 48. He had a wife. He had a cane. But I think he was young. I think he was probably about our age, maybe a couple years older than us. And he had a cane. God forbid that this, this man who had a medical injury some point in his life... I don't uh, know that it was medical injury. It could have just been a fashion statement. He didn't have a limp. I mean, he had a little bit of a limp, but I mean... Everyone has a little bit of a limp. <laughs> I have a little bit of a limp. I broke my knee. That's a medical injury. Okay, I don't carry a cane around. So God forbid this poor man who just wants to talk about his weeb interests comes in and finds love at some point in his life, marries, <laughs> is happy... And unfortunately has a little bit of a limp and has to use a cane, is being judged by two asshole white guys on a microphone four years after he met them. <laughs> yeah, but he used to play Smash Brothers in the cafeteria every day, so it's he, fine. He did. He had a little uh, a little land go a little uh, local going at the at the college, which was weird. Which they had a TV that looked like it was about eighty years old. That it's for some smashed, reason, man, you gotta play it on a CRT. Well, no, I'm just saying though. I, this was just in the cafeteria. This wasn't. They brought a CRT from home, Brad. This was. There was a CRT just sitting in the cafeteria, and they came and hooked up game cubes to it. I mean, it was probably theirs. I got to imagine at one of his previous freshman years, he brought it in, <laughs> and it just hasn't left. In 1997, yeah. when he first started, <laughs> they were playing N64 Smash. And now that he's on his 18th year as a, he's a real life Van Wilder, but he's just. <laughs> Not cool like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I feel like that's all of us, though. Really, when you get down to it, we're, we're just not real as life cool. Wilder. Yeah. <laughs> we're just not as cool as Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I feel like that's a good note to end out on, Jacob. Just coming to the realization that no matter what we do, we'll never be as cool as Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that is probably a very good place to end. You notice that Ryan? Re I'm sorry. I just need to say this real quick. Please. You notice that Ryan Reynolds, ever since Deadpool's come out, has just played Deadpool and everything. I feel like. He's not playing Deadpool and everything so much as he found a character that lets him just be whoever he is right. in any movie that he plays. And I feel like now he's kind of set. Yeah. He's just being Ryan Reynolds at this point. I kind of respect it in a way. Absolutely. But also it's like it, his stick is starting to get to me. Like well, it works in Deadpool. Yeah. But like when I'm watching the latest Michael Bay film Six Underground on Netflix and he's in it and he's basically just Deadpool. Is that movie any good? Well, all right. Let Good me enough that I should waste two hours. Let me ask you this question: Do you like Michael Bay movies? I like enough that I'll put them on in the background and pay half. Then you to will them. love Six Underground, Brad. It is a perfect background film. Sweet. I was playing. What was I playing at the time when that movie came out? I, think I was. I think this was back when I got back into Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Right. When I was trying to finish that game, and I was on my quest to find the Master Sword, and I put on Six Underground in the background. I looked up every little bit to see the action. I went. Nice. And then would go back to Zelda. It's perfect for that. So if you're ever doing anything, six underground. It's the whole but anyway, I got two screens. My whole point being that he's just doing that now. Yeah. And like, I don't 
mind it so much. Like, Ryan Reynolds is a likable enough person that even when he is just doing his shtick, mm -hmm. I like him. But also, I would almost like to see some... He's just cool guy Adam Sandler. That's all he is. Like, he's going to keep doing... My God, you're 100% correct, He's just Brad. doing what he, what he does, and eventually, he's going to do the Adam Sandler thing and do another serious movie, and you're going to forget that he actually did that for a while, and then he's going to go back to being Ryan Reynolds again. That's another movie you should watch, Brad. Uncut Gems, very good. I heard it was really good. Uh, would you like to have an anxiety attack for two hours? Oh. <laughs> then you need to watch Uncut Gems. Uh, well, you know, it's been a while since I've had a real bad anxiety attack. Sure, let's go. And then if you want to watch another movie by the same directors and have another anxiety attack, Good Time <laughs> with Robert Pattinson. Then that's always the movie when people are like, oh, the Twilight guy is going to play Batman. I go, watch Good Time. Better. He's a he's a better actor than anybody gave a credit for. Oh, he's so good in like ever, ever since he's out of Twilight, he's so good in everything. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't. Well, I shouldn't say I'm glad, but he went a different direction than like the Daniel Radcliffe, where like he was so tied to a role that Radcliffe just started doing these weird small indie films and kind of went off the rails a little well, bit. That's the thing is is, and he's a really good actor too. Like Rad Radcliffe's yeah. really good. Robert Pattinson did has gone the route of just doing weird small indie movies, mm -hmm. but like his aren't as like esoteric he hasn't tried to do it as radically as like daniel radcliffe did where he, he was like i'm gonna play a neo-nazi in some movie you know what i mean <laughs> like he just like plays in like these weird smaller movies like good time like the lighthouse or what's another one with him in it that's, i heard the lighthouse is really good the lighthouse is very good you if you love a good sea shanty brad you'll love the lighthouse who doesn't love a good sea shanty also we were supposed to end this episode about you're right and then we ago. got into a conversation see this is the problem mm -hmm. with almost this is why we try to limit ourselves to an hour folks because if we don't we'll go all goddamn day it's true we this will like be a 20 this will be a 12 hour podcast one day and eventually you know what it might be fun if we ever get to a one year anniversary on this podcast to just just let it go and see how long we can do it for. Do, do you just do like a, a 24-hour uh, fireside pub show? Right, like see if we could do it. Dude, we 100% could. We 100% could do it. Like we might, we might have to take like a break to either like... Piss or... Yeah, or but as long as we're... As, actually, I'm wondering now. Because like, if we did something as we were talking, 100% we would go as long as... like Right, we like if we did game. like the live stream thing that we did, like when we did one year of complete with DLC. Yeah, like, like if we were playing I a mean, game look at that. Or, we went for five hours Yeah. on that. And that was mainly... We weren't even really, like, about playing the game. It was just mainly something for background noise. Yeah. But if, like, if we were doing something as background noise while we were talking, 100% we could hit a day. Yeah. I, I don't have any doubt in that. You can sit here and watch me get the, the legendary pelts in Red Dead if you'd like. <laughs> sure, why not? It's a good idea as any. Yeah, exactly. Who's doing the spiel? Me or you? Uh, I'll do it. Okay. Because I did it last week. Uh, if you'd like to uh, follow us... Uh, or actually, sorry, I already fucked it up. Jacob, come on, man. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email us at thefiresidepub at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at thefiresidepub. You can follow me on Twitter at it's Griff. Brad has no social media because he's living his best life. He's better than the rest of us, really. I'm straight. I'm not better than anybody. If you want to talk to me, just talk to Jacob or send us an email. I'll, I'll find it. Please rate us five stars on your podcast service of choice. We didn't even get into the story. What story? That was what I wanted to bring up, was how we got fucked out of RS, like, podcast services things. Oh, oh, there we go. There's a little podcasting behind-the-scenes drama for next week, if you're all that interested. Yeah, I guess. We'll see how everything... Well, right now, everything seems to be getting back on track, but we got real fucked over last week. It was a weird thing with, like, our podcast got deleted, and then we got a new RSS feed, and then the RSS feed 
was corrupted or, or there's something. Spoil the fun, Jacob. You're right. Sorry. Anyway, if you want to lock in for that story, uh, hopefully we're back on iTunes by the time this episode comes out. Uh, we're on Spotify already, so you know if you have a specific podcast service you want us to be on, let us know, and we will see you next week. See you next time. Thanks for drinking along with us. Mm-hmm.